podcast is really going to focus in on behavior problems. So parents, if you're like me, your child may have some behavior problems in school, meaning a parent like me or even like me, right? (laughs) I'm laughing because, you know, sometimes you'll see those behavior problems come from you. That's honest. Let's be honest. Sometimes those behavior problems are coming from you. Your child is displaying something that comes from you. And so we have to own that. And then we have to help our child to figure out how to reel it in. But let's talk about what to do. And there are several things that we can do to get to the root cause of it. So first of all, you get that phone call from the teacher or administrator, whoever it happens to be, to tell you your child's having behavior problems. And they could use a range of information to tell you what it is. They're being belligerent. They're being disrespectful, whatever it is. How do we deal with this? Number one, number one, let's talk to your kid. Now, don't be like me in the case where I got really mad and then I was threatening her about what she needs to do to do better. Right. She better get together. Because, again, this is called falling for learning because it's about skills and strategies to get our kids to fall in love with learning. If they're having behavior problems in school, uh, obviously they're not in love with school. And so we have to figure out what we can do to help it be more enjoyable for them because it's a major part of their life. School is a major part of their life. It's not going away unless you're going to be homeschooling. In that case, you still need to make sure that you make the learning experience levable for them because you're going to have similar issues. Um, So getting back to why you should not be really angry with your child. Why not? Well, the teacher can't do any of those things that you're saying. Like if you do corporal punishment, Um, or if you are grounding them and all of that, the teacher doesn't have the same kind of control that you have. So simply giving your consequences to the child does not help the teacher at school. It does not help them in the learning context. And sometimes it makes a kid continue to act up in school because their teacher doesn't have the, the kind of control over them like you do. Like, you know, how you can just make them do things because you hold so much over their head. So the better way is to really help the child to navigate what's going on in school so that they could actually be productive and contribute positively to the classroom and really get learning in that they need. They internalize the lessons. They really love to start to enjoy school. So that's where we're going. So this is how we need to do it. Um, so first of all, you need to get to the bottom of it. So talk to them, but talk to them in an understanding way. Let them know that them behaving badly or making bad choices in school does not mean they're a bad kid. Because kids internalize that. They're like, I'm a bad kid. And they will live up to that. They're going to be a bad kid. I'm going to be a bad kid. They think I'm bad. You know, they they just own it. And they really lean into it sometimes. So you want them to understand that their actions and who they are are separate. 
They are not a bad kid because they've made some poor decisions and really help them to understand that, that you love them even when they act up in school. Uh, So you want to get mad at them and threaten them, but you do want to give them consequences um, after talking to them. So I I really want to say, get to the root cause. Try to see if they could talk to you and open up to you to figure out what happened. Sometimes it's a huge misunderstanding. And if that's the case, be careful, parents, because sometimes parents will get mad at the teacher and then start bad-mouthing the teacher to the kid. Now, does that help? No. Kids tend to believe you as a parent. And if you're sitting here talking about that old so-and-so teacher, the kid's going to be looking at that teacher sideways the next day, and they're not really going to have respect for them, and you're going to continue to have the same problem, and they still might have to be in that class, and it just escalates, escalates, more problems, more problems. So to get to the root cause, figure out what it is, remember, teachers are dealing with something different than you are. They have 30 kids, 25, multiple kids in their class, so they may not see what's going on. Now, of course, teachers have biases, just like we do as individuals. And of course, as individuals, and you know, we're biased towards our kids. And we are overprotective of our kids, some of us. And I've been accused of this more than one time. And that's all right. So, but you need to be aware of that and think through this, right? So if you get to the root cause, and it sounds like there's been a huge misunderstanding. Your child has been blamed on something that they didn't do, or they didn't see that the other kid did something else and the kid got in trouble. Happens all the time. Not because the teacher hates your kid, doesn't like your kid, but maybe they just weren't paying attention or their direction was over here and this was happening over there. And maybe the teacher could have made better choices about the way they situated their bodies or the way they were paying attention. I don't know. We don't know. We're not there. So we don't know what's happening. But we don't want to automatically say that the teacher hates our kids or is biased against our kids. Um, If you feel like the teacher is biased towards your kids or you or even if you don't think I would still say document the conversations that you have with the teacher because it helps you to be able to reflect on what they're writing. And the way you could do this is could be text messages. Some teachers are very informal where they'll do text messages um, or sometimes it's an email message. So email or text message works uh, for you to document what's happening. You may or may not want to get into the phone conversations. Um, You may even want to uh, write a letter or something and then take a picture of it. Again, though, I don't find that very reliable for kids to send a written paper to the teacher. Sometimes it happens, but a lot of times that doesn't get from point A to point B. So choosing some electronic communication. And of course, many schools have some learning management systems, such as Schoology or something like that, where you can communicate electronically that way as well. So some way to document what is being written and to stay abreast of what's happening. You may also want to choose a sit-down conversation with the teacher, a conference, to get to the bottom of the issues as well. Uh, So those are some ways. Now, if you feel like the situation's out of control, like we don't trust the teacher to meet with me and be unbiased or be fair or whatever it is, you always can get an administrator involved. Uh, Sometimes they choose counselors, but uh, some parents think that counselors have some kind of sway over teachers and they really don't. 
So if you want someone who has sway over the teacher because you feel like that's what you need, then get an administrator. That means an assistant principal or a principal, not just um, a dean or a um, counselor, because they actually usually, and it every school system is kind of different. They usually don't have super, they don't usually supervise a teacher the way an administrator would. would. So keep that in mind. Um, so again, the root cause, if the root cause you find out, yeah, this is what my child did and, you know, you believe your child was doing something they shouldn't, then you want to make a kind of contract with your child about behaving better and why they should behave better. And you may want to give them a positive consequence or um, you may want to make sure you check in with the teacher like okay I see that my child is having a problem with whatever this is a, t- a type of behavior here are some things that really help with them so maybe give the teacher some suggestions on how to do uh, how to deal with your child in a in a better way or more productive way and then you're going to tell your child what the t- teacher would maybe do to help and what you're going to do to help and how you're going to check in on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis or whatever maybe daily if it's you feel like it's um, needed because it's happened so many times and you want to make sure that you're following up with the teacher, getting some feedback from the teacher and giving your child some positive feedback or even some things that they need to work on and really be clear with the teacher if the teacher isn't clear with this. So I just want to be clear. <laughs> I want to be clear, clear, clear. Um, sometimes teachers lead with negative. Oh, Joshua was having a problem. Problem today. So really, They need to have a balance. And this is what I work with teachers myself. And of course, I work with parents as a as a teacher. And I want to lead with positive about the child. And I. Hello, parents and caregivers. Join us every Wednesday for our Well-Educated Wednesdays on Instagram Live from 5.30 to 6 o'clock, we will be getting your questions answered about how to get kids on track for learning and to stay on track for success. It's free and you can ask any question that you would like. We're here to serve you and to make sure that you have the tools and strategies needed to make sure your kids are a success. And you can make sure that next generation is on a path to greatness. Make sure I make positive calls to the parent. Now, it is best practice to try to have a positive call home or communication home before it's a negative one. Let's be honest, that does not always happen. But If I start with that negative call, I'm going to start with positive at the top of that call. Whatever call is going to start with positive and say, what are some things that they need to work on? Kimberly, 
uh, really is a great friend, gets along well with others, and has a lot of positive contributions to the classroom. One thing that I really need Kim to work on is when she's talking while other people are talking. Sometimes I'm talking and sometimes her classmates are trying to share out whole group and she's talking to a friend on the side. And so this is one thing we need to work on, but I really like her. I know that she could do well and correcting this one thing is going to help her really benefit from class learning and her achievement will boost in the class, you know? So really put it, put it together well is what we I want teachers to do. As a parent, if the call is just negative, please give that teacher feedback and say, I understand my child is not doing well in everything. But I what I hear when you talk to me about her is just negative. So I would really ask you to think of some things that she's doing well and to actually put that feedback towards her, some positive things she's doing. And then please call me with both the positive and the negative things that she's doing in class, because it makes me feel like you don't like my child. If only thing that you're saying about her is negative, give the feedback. The teacher should know that and be open to that. Now, of course, you know, I I don't know what every teacher is going to say, but that is, that's, the way that people are taught to do it. Now, maybe not the old school teachers. I'm one of them old school teachers, but of course I rolled along with the times and really tried to keep myself up to date with how best to support kids and really had to do some pivots and some changes, some hard truths for myself. And that's why I know what I'm talking about because I haven't been the same for the 20 years and I do see the differences and I know how I've had to make some hard pivots myself and learn some tough lessons as a teacher. So I'm not coming with you, coming to you as a perfect teacher, but as a teacher and a parent who's had to learn from some mistakes that I haven't made. This podcast is here for you because I have been a teacher and I've seen both sides of it from and had a student, has a child of my own that had many issues and had many meetings with the principal or the assistant principal, the deans or whatever to make sure we could get her on track. So I know what I'm talking about. Okay, and this is how you do it. So give the teacher the feedback. Let the teacher know that you're trying to work with them. But do not try to go off on the teacher. You don't want people going off on you on your job. So don't think that a teacher does either. And really look at the teacher to see if they are trying to do their best or they're really not doing what they're supposed to be doing, which means you need to be kind of looping in that assistant principal or that principal. But going off on the teacher is not going to work. And you can ask for a class change, but that's not always going to work. And sometimes there's no other class to put them in. They might be the only algebra teacher for that particular school or whatever. So, you know, it just depends. You may not be able to change. And this is part of life, right? We may have a job and we like our jobs or whatever. Maybe we don't like our job, but we have a supervisor we really don't like. We're not going to make that supervisor disappear just because I don't like them. 
we deal with it. It, you know, it's just the truth. We, it's part of a life lesson our children can learn. And, um, but if you really feel like they're not being treated well, document, 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 and complain. Okay. Um, so again, please avoid the negative behavior, uh, the negative talk of, with about the teacher because that's not going to help your child. Point out the things that the teacher's doing well, and point out that there are things that they're not doing so well. Uh, and, and agree with your child, right? I agree, she's not the best, blah blah blah. But these are the good things about her. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect, and this is who you need to work with, and this is how you work with that teacher. So be aware of that. Try not to think that the teacher is perfect and try not to think your child is evil and, and try not to think that the teacher's perfect. And, you know, so just try to be fair and listen to your child. Try to give them a reward if they're making a positive change. And if they're not making a change, the kind of same things are happening again. Let's talk about different ways that they could solve their problem. Help them talk, talk it through, journal about it, all of those things. Now, here's the other thing that I want to say. Sometimes the behavior problem is not about the teacher. What does that mean? It means that your child is having other problems. They might be having a problem because um, something's going on in the family. There's a fracture in the family. The, the mom is not there when she should be. The dad is not there when they should be. Um, maybe there's a death in the family or maybe... Sometimes it is you have a friction with a family member. You and your sister don't talk anymore, but your, your child was very close to your sister. Now your sister's not coming around. That affects your child. And sometimes they don't have the words to talk through. Oh, I'm really upset because my aunt doesn't come around anymore. Instead, they are having a problem articulating themselves and they're acting out. So you know, sometimes you're having problems at home and they may not be going to tell the teacher, oh, my mom and dad are fighting or whatever it is, but they're acting out negatively in the classroom because of that. They cannot always articulate their feelings. So sometimes our kids need deeper problems and they don't have anything to do with the teacher. So be aware of that too. Is that the problem going on in your class, in your household? I don't know. You got to look into it and figure it out because they're not always going to tell you, you know, you and dad have been fighting a lot. So I'm upset and I've been acting out in class. That's not how it works. Wouldn't it be great? They're not always going to tell you. So you have to look into and see what's happening with them and around them and be attuned to your child's behaviors and their changes to see what's going on with them. A couple of, you know, we a couple of weeks ago, we had an episode where Someone was talking about drug use. Sometimes our kids, unfortunately, will try different things like that and they'll start acting differently. So be attuned to your child and what's happening and be aware of, you know, some of those challenges that they may be facing because it could happen to our kid. Don't think it can't happen to your kid. Don't look the other way. Look around, investigate, figure it out. Try to talk to them and keep it a regular communication and dialogue going with your child so that you can notice these changes and these differences. If it's a problem that is like going on in your family, you may need to go to family counseling or the child just maybe going to counseling so they could work through an issue or in a loss or a loss or something like that that they've had. And that might be helpful as well. There are several journals that you can also um, 
read from or help your child work through their issues. So there's lots of resources available to help your child work through it, but professional help may be it. But you could try other things as well. So be aware that you need to get to, and going back to the top, be aware, do an investigation. What's the root cause of this behavior issue? Is it the teacher? Could be. Is it just because my child has these different habits that they shouldn't have or they that don't quite mesh well with school? It might also be that situational appropriateness. We do this at home, but at school, let's try it a little differently or maybe on the playground, but not in the classroom. Um, don't bad talk the teacher. If you feel like the teacher is being, uh, you know, unfair, document, even if you feel like the teacher is being fair, document, because this helps you reflect and see what's what's happening. And you may see this happen with several different teachers, especially if we think about our middle schoolers and our high schoolers have several teachers. And you'll probably you may hear the same type of thing with every teacher. If there's a differences in the teacher, it might be a personality issue. But again, don't write off the personality issue like, oh, well, he just don't like that teacher. That doesn't work. Figure out how to work through that, work around the behavior, the uh, personality problems, just letting them, oh, she don't like them. That's really not okay. That's not how it works at work. And that's not how it works in the professional world most of the time. So you, and unless you want to be held back, and some of you are being are being held back because you're saying stuff like that. I just don't like this person. I'm not going to work with this person. And you're stuck in a particular position because they can't trust you to move forward because you um, are petty. Sorry, that's what I got to say. This is why we have the Falling for Learning podcast because as a teacher, I'm not going to say that to you, but as your host, of falling for learning, we need to get unstuck with some foolishness because some of us are stuck on foolishness and our kids are stuck on the foolishness too. And that's just the truth. And, you know, someone needed to tell you. Anywho, to solve the behavior problems, try to put your child on some type of behavior contract. Maybe the teacher can put them on a behavior contract and to figure out those regular intervals that you're going to check in once a week, once a day if needed, once every two weeks. And communicate with the teacher what you need. If the teacher is just saying all negative, say, guess what? I need to hear some positive sometimes. If I haven't heard from you in a week because my child was doing okay, and then now I hear from you again when they made a bad choice, then I should have heard something in between when we had some positives. And just be honest with them about that. Don't go off on them. Be honest with them. Have the communication. And um, again, get that counseling if it's needed. This is falling in love with learning. <laughs> we're going to be hitting, we're going to be dropping those new podcasts every week, Saturday at 5 p.m. I'm TD Flinaw. Have a wonderful week. Thank you again for joining us at the Falling for Learning podcast. We are here every week. Saturdays at 5 p.m. is when we drop our new episode. Please Listen in every week for those strategies and tips to keep you and the next generation on track for success. You can also find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash at fall for learning. Again, that's youtube.com at fall, the number four learning. 
We really appreciate you. And we are here on a mission to make sure that that next generation is on track for success and on track for learning. Thanks again. I'm T.D. Flinnaw. Have a wonderful week.